Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam. Super happy to be back as always. Um, This is a great platform where I can chat about the different things that I'm navigating through and I'm understanding and also share that with you guys. Um, This episode in particular is going to be about growing pains and (laughs) I've had an episode about growth, but I don't think I really covered growing pain. So the idea that it's like when you're you're growing and your bones hurt. <laughs> like it's great because you're obviously your body is doing what it's supposed to do, but it definitely hurts. It's very similar when it comes to adapting and growing as an individual. You definitely seem to go through some pains when it comes to that. And I think it's important to acknowledge that because growth is such a is such a lavish word to use, but the reality is it does cause a lot of fear, shame, guilt, frustration, confusion around removing or moving further away from the version of us that we either relied on or did really well with. And there does there does seem to be some pain around that because it's almost like, you know, letting go of a stable home for, you know, so many years. Um, familiarity becomes really, really hard to find because you are now transitioning into someone who is more evolved and more um, susceptible to change and vulnerability. And that's definitely something I personally have been navigating through in so many different ways. Um, one of the ways that I can kind of think of mine right now is this idea of shedding the anger-driven version of me, which in the book, um, Completing the Stress Cycle, it's called The Mad Woman. That individual was essentially put there or created to protect, to create consistency, safety, all of those sort of things when I felt like I didn't have those things externally from my parents, my environment, my community, my village. And I didn't really realize that until I um, read the book and understood a lot more. I definitely recommend you guys checking that out. It was super eye-opening. But this concept of, you know, as a child or a young adult, whatever it may be, you develop this almost alter ego that is um, intended to be there solely really to protect you. It's really there to be able to give you the safety when you don't feel like you have it within you to, to fight. And that version of me, I, that's the whole reason why I went back to therapy more regularly. And I see a therapist every two weeks, highly recommend it. Find you a great therapist. Um, that mad woman, she was there to be able to fight the battles that I didn't want to fight. I know <laughs> in my family, I'm definitely seen as the bad guy and a lot of different things. And I have this thing with my mom called the shit list and my name is engraved simply because of the amount of resistance I put up or boundaries I put up between her and I and other people in the family, because I realized that, you know, they didn't have my best interest at heart. They had their best interest at heart. And it's really exhausting when you are involved in a situation where you are fighting for your sense of security and stability and fairness, and you can't seem to find that within a relationship. And I'm a firm believer. I don't think that a lot of people may agree with me, 
but I don't care who it is, which family member, which cousin, which longtime friend, if that individual is not consistently treating you right, it is quite fine to block them, to not interact with them, to remove access from you. Um, You know, I think it's such a beautiful thing to say to yourself, you deserve better. You are worth so much more. You offer so much more. Or this, you know, interaction is very toxic and it doesn't necessarily fall in line with my values. And I need to find better ways to cope. On the other side of that, I would definitely recommend for those of us who are apprehensive about um, letting other people in and interacting with other people, new people, different people, familiar people, but not in that capacity to consider opening the door. The reason being is you're always protected by God himself. So don't worry about that. But two, it gives you an opportunity to start to build trust in a way that you can start to learn how to love people and connect with people because we are literally ingrained to be connected. That is the whole point of us. And hurt comes with the territory. It is a part of the beauty. It is a part of the unique um, dynamic in which we share with everyone in this world. We've hurt our own selves, but does that mean that we check out from our own selves and just, you know, disconnect? No, it just means that we have to adapt. And forgiveness is something that I was even considering doing this episode on, but honestly, I don't think I have enough to be able to, to gather, um, a whole podcast episode. So definitely check out everythingandme.com or check out everythingandme.ig on Instagram and Facebook, FB on Facebook to be able to, you know, get my little pop-in messages that I have about these little trinkets that I don't feel like are worth um, an episode because I like to have my episodes be at least 30 minutes. But those um, kind of talk sessions are about 10 minutes, maybe max 15 minutes. So definitely check that out if you want to hear a little bit more about my um, interpretation of forgiveness and all that sort of stuff. But um, it falls in line with the whole thing with mistakes and all of those sort of things. So I'll definitely be talking about that in an upcoming um, talk session on my social media platforms. But when it comes down to opening up to other people and also closing access to other people, I think there's fear around the perception. And also there is hope. (laughs) There is hope. Oh my goodness. Hope, hope, hope. When you are trying to grow and you have identified someone or individuals who don't understand that, who don't agree with it, who almost like make it 10 times harder for you to be able to grow. You have to be very, very careful simply because you're opening the door for them to be able to um, create toxic and even more challenging experiences for you to overcome. Now, one thing I would say to anybody who's saying, listen, you know what, Sam, I'm not um, myself and I want to start pulling back some of the layers, some of some of the things that, you know, I've been going through and from personal experience, I would highly recommend you kind of pacing yourself. You definitely want to take the time to understand what exactly you're trying to discover, have some priorities, have some things that you particularly want to discover, particularly want to um, shed some light on because it's overwhelming. And as I've learned, messages, um, affirmations, you know, confirmations, surrendering, Um, all of those sort of things happen in phases and at different times. They're not when we have 
put the stake in the ground and said, okay, everything's going to happen at that moment. It is a process. And what you're doing when you kind of organize yourself is you're putting it on your radar. You're basically tuning your brain, shifting your brain into that direction. So now when you get interactions and have moments of, um, you know, experiences with other people or life, you are almost in tune on that, that, that channel to be able to hear or receive whatever it is you're looking for when it comes to growth. Now, you may definitely, you are definitely, sorry, you are definitely going to hear, experience, feel things that you don't want to have be your reality. That is a part of it. So, you know, prayers of, am I on the right track? Am I doing the right thing? You're going to get things that are going to tell you no. You're going to get things that are going to test your judgment. You're going to get things that are going to um, make you question your overall like motives and well-being. And that is natural. That is a part of the process that is to be expected. It's more about identifying how you can capitalize off of that experience. You know, being wrong is completely natural. It is a part of the process. It's a part of the ebb and flow of life. And I think people have such a hard time with that because of the fact that when you are wrong, it means that you don't win in, in theory. That's what that's what the perception is. But I see it as a roundabout. It doesn't mean that it's a dead end. It means that you have to go back where you came from and, and you know, keep exploring. It doesn't mean that there's there's no other way through. Um, you know, cause life will go on regardless if we want it to or not, it's going to go on. And if we get in the way of that, then we remove the opportunities that are potentially around the corner. So when it comes to identifying ways to grow, it can happen at different stages in different ways, um, unconventionally. So, and it may not be because, um, a conversation, it may be because of a, a, a situation that you're dealing with and you realize I don't feel like making the decision that I made before is the right choice anymore. I have a new frame of mind, a new way of thinking. And growth in me, we have a love-hate relationship, I will have to say. Through this channel, I've definitely taken more of the initiative to grow, but um, that doesn't mean that I have moments of like, you are putting yourself in more danger to do not as good as you want. And you seriously have to reconsider the way that you're approaching this because you are essentially, you know, finding ways to um, make your life harder because you are, you know, trying to remove these kind of um, familiar familiar um, experiences or familiar people or um, familiar, you know, ways of doing things in opt, you know, opting to do something that is unfamiliar and, and foreign. Now, the pains that come with that, they're unexplainable, unexplainable. They're unexplainable because of the simple fact that you don't know till you cross that bridge. And you have some of those experiences where, you know what? It's not that bad. It's actually not that bad. Why did I wait so long? And fear and shame and guilt and unknown, you know, the unknown has definitely a lot to do with this. Something that I've learned more recently, more than ever is that the challenges that you face, I wouldn't necessarily completely make you stronger. Um, I don't think that's the only thing that they're there for. The challenges that you face 
give you the quote unquote worst possible scenario, an opportunity to shift, an opportunity to open a door, an opportunity to revisit something, um, an opportunity to adopt something new. It gives you the brokenness, gives you the flexibility of putting pieces together in a different orientation to create a new outcome. They give you the opportunity to put those broken pieces together in a different way to create a new outcome. So the brokenness is a part of the ingredients. They are part of the design. They are part of the beauty. That doesn't necessarily mean that they should be disposable and should never ever exist anymore. It means that they need to be reoriented and, you know, rethought when approaching um, or using those things in order to be able to have the outcome that you desire or a better outcome or an outcome that is is grander and greater than you could ever possibly manage. Now, let me be honest with you. I love those outcomes because they make me feel like just life is, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the, you know, the possibilities are endless with life. And that yet that may be the truth, but you may not always see that or feel that way. And in in my quest to kind of be more in tune with who I am and what I'm doing and where I'm going, the best way for you to, I would say from my perspective, the best way for you to be able to identify or to figure out exactly how that can actually happen is you need to start paying attention to the behaviors, the interactions, the environment that you're surrounding, because we as individuals have our own um, hopes, dreams, wants, desires. When we mix that with our environment, our cultures, our upbringing, our, um, you know, village, there's some discrepancy there. Now, if this, this, you know, desire is innate, meaning it is, it is completely like embedded in us, it's going to shine no matter the environment. But sometimes we are the cause of our own demise. Meaning sometimes we get in the way of our own glory because we are giving to others. We are not spending enough time watering our own grass. We are not spending spending enough time filling up our own cup. So we are sabotaging ourselves without even knowing it. And that's why I say it's so important to assess all of the things that you devote your time and energy from or to actually, because you can't get that back. And that usually is the cause to why you haven't seen your dreams, the opportunities, the things that you seek actually happening because it's for you. So you have to be paying attention. You have to be invested in it. You have to want it. You have to enjoy it. You have to look forward to it. But in order to do that, you have to be alert. You have to be aware. Now, when we decide to remove the distractions, starve ourselves of those distractions like I did, um, that doesn't mean that it, it goes without sacrifice. That doesn't mean that it goes without feeling lonely or abandoned or, um, you know, withdrawals. It definitely does. But the idea is with the light at the end of the tunnel, that is brighter, that is more um, desirable than the pre-existing experience that we had. It's more about finding ways to continue to, to walk in that direction versus kind of settle with the mediocre experience that we've had thus far. Now, when you are removing individuals, let me just take some time on this one specifically. So as we remove individuals from our life, 
there's a couple things that I would recommend you kind of assessing. And this is a personal um, assessment. This is not something you would share with other people. So as you identify the people around you, are these individuals supporting you? It doesn't matter who they are. Are they supporting you? Are they supportive? That is a huge, huge piece in your own dreams. Um, Is that individual or individuals um, trustworthy in a sense that there are experiences in which you can trust them? You know, maybe it may not be a large thing, but something where you feel comfortable enough to share certain things or to experience certain things with them. Another thing to consider is, is this individual also in their own um, dreams? Are they also working towards their own um, goals or have they, you know, experienced those things? You want to find like-minded or you want to be attached or around like-minded individuals in some way, shape or form. Um, Is this individual supportive, but not also that, but have their own growth cycle that they're going through or they have, whether consciously or subconsciously, that you've seen some inspiration, motivation um, from. Um, Does this person value me? Does this person enjoy my worth, see my worth, appreciate my worth, and what exactly I bring to the table? Now, again, this is with other individuals. This is external. This is not internal. Um, This means that you have to really adjust and and set some things up um, as far as game plan when it comes to removing them from your life. Now, one thing that I'm a big big advocate for when it comes to identifying or addressing, you know, boundaries is communication. I think it's important for us to communicate the way that others have, you know, failed us or didn't really interact with us in the the best way possible or have altered the way that we operate because of how they treated us. The reason why I recommend acknowledging the wrongdoing is because it gives that other person opportunity to be more reflective of who they are. There is no guarantee. I want to be very clear. There is no guarantee that that individual will take that information and then change. That is not your responsibility. It is not your responsibility. But as attempting to be the best version of yourself, of you, what you are in control of, it is up to you to acknowledge how this individual should have, could have done things differently. And also to acknowledge that perhaps you have not been forthcoming with all of the microaggressions, the attacks, the gaslighting, the experiences that you tolerated or you experienced and did not speak up in those moments because maybe you didn't feel like it was worthy. Maybe it was so minute. Maybe it didn't matter at the time. But now that you're making the shift and you're having this, this change of heart, you want to acknowledge that in a constructive way, in a constructive way and a, in a neutral way. In a, in, a, in a sense where you're not offering your feelings about the situation for them to then have to respond and go back and forth and look for an apology and all of those sort of things. It's more of an educational learning experience way. So really be mindful about those things because that doesn't necessarily solve the problem or add you know any fuel to finding the problem. What it in turn does is it creates the it allows the individual to be defensive and to be argumentative and to be their own mad woman, if you will, 
um, in handling the situation. And that's the last thing you want to do because that doesn't get you closer to a, um, a result in which both of you can be happy with. And ideally, that's what we would all like. We would all like to be able to say, listen, here are my boundaries, not feeling you anymore, not feeling this. I felt like I was not myself when I was interacting with you. Um, I, You didn't see who I really was or what I was trying to do with myself. And I would really appreciate it if we just didn't interact anymore. Um, you know, it's it's it sounds kind of harsh and it sounds, you know, unfortunate when you let go of those moments because, you know, some of us don't have that many individuals in the first place, but sometimes that's for a reason because you have individuals who are taking up your time, your energy, your resources, and your attention where you cannot, you know, switch gears and elevate and then be able to be on a different platform where you can be open to other individuals taking over that space. So be mindful when you have those conversations. And perhaps in my little shorts, I'll, you know, discuss that or give examples of that because I've had to have really tough conversations with people that I love or people that I've known and remove myself from interacting with them because it just wasn't beneficial for me. And sometimes I'm the reason why we we didn't interact anymore um, because I had to just say, hey, listen, I just don't feel comfortable interacting with you anymore. It's just not, you're just not someone that I thought was valuable at the time, as far as like understanding who I was, where I was, what I was trying to do, but also for me to be able to support you. I think it was unfair, the relationship. And so this again is a process and this isn't always a nice conversation, but in order to manage yourself and how you approach the situation, I would highly recommend you handling the emotions that you feel about the situations about the situation first and then being able to talk from a clearer mindset and a more um, descriptive mindset where you can describe how you're feeling and be able to um, you know be clear about what it is you would like to do moving forward now when you are coming into a space where you're growing and you're finding that you know people that you're interacting with are not necessarily getting it or understanding it. I think sometimes, excuse me, especially as givers, our first thing is to want to help. And sometimes not all help is good help. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be for real. Let's be 100% about this. Not all help is good help. And I think the intention is beautiful and it is the, the most amazing thing to have. But sometimes support can happen in different shapes and form, meaning just acknowledging or reminding me exactly what I'm doing whenever I'm making, you know, making choices that are not closer to who I want to be or who I say I want to be versus trying to become the resource, um, resourceful one when it comes to me trying to, you know, figure out or get to wherever I'm trying to go. So you have to be mindful about, um, the people supporting you, how they support you and also be vocal with them that, Hey, listen, I know you're trying to help and I deeply appreciate it, but I think I got it. I think I'm going to be able to make this happen without your help. And it doesn't take away. I still want you to be there to see me win, or I still will keep you in the loop about what I'm doing, but I don't think that your input is really adding any value right now. So I'm going to take the lead on this and try to make this happen for myself. And that's, that, that is something hard to hear and sometimes even harder to say, but it is honest, it is genuine, and it clears the room of me trying to be um, 
almost like excusing you and working with you when I know it's not working in the first place and having to be disgenuine with you. And that's really what it is about a lot of different things when it comes to conversations is that people don't rather be disgenuine than to have that uncomfortable conversation. And when you're you're navigating or, you know, having uncomfortable conversations, it's very important to find ways to, you know, that people can model the behavior or you learn um, the best tactics in handling the situations through other experiences, because it can really, really help you find the words and the language and the right timing to be able to um, tackle those conversations. Now, internal growing pains, especially when you are saying, okay, listen, I'm not going to yell at my kids anymore. And you're you're faced with a situation where you could definitely yell at them. You could definitely, it's a great time. This is a prime time. Let me yell and get nasty with you. Be mindful that's probably the mad woman. Part two, you should also be mindful of their version of the experience and how you are portrayed. And now it's it's very delicate for me to say that because in other lights, in other situations, I would highly recommend you just don't even care what the external experience may feel like to the other individual. But it's about being able to know the amount of salt you put into each um, food item, you know, when when it's presented to you. you it's, it's something that you learn over time of how to sprinkle it so that way it doesn't matter if it's, a, it's, it's, if it's chicken or if it's steak or if it's a cookie. All of them get salt, but it's just a little bit here, a little bit more here. You're going to learn that, you know, give and take. Pay attention to body language. Pay attention to tone, um, how someone speaks, responds, all of those sort of things. Also, just be mindful about what they have going on or, or from your knowledge or for your understanding. And it may be like more recent events, but it also mean it may be historically, you know, as far as who they are as a person and what they've been through as a person, be mindful of that because that can definitely trigger them or cause a larger issue that you may not be able to um, navigate. So you have to be very, very, very careful about approaching the situation um, when trying to, you know, change your habits and alter them for the better. Okay, so let's let's shift gears now to internal battles that we have when we have growing pains. Something that, you know, I get, I see very frequently when it comes to growth and the concept of growth and change and all those sort of things is this idea that we have to be mindful of how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, how we refer to ourselves. Now, I've always been pretty tough on myself, not necessarily, you know, mean to myself, but pretty hard on myself as far as pushing through in moments where maybe I should probably rest. Um, The expectation that I'm invincible or a superwoman and I can do it all and get it all done. I just have to have the right mindset. And that contradicts with the ebb and flow that exists with not only myself, but also life. And I love this concept of ebb and flow. And I want to just shed light on it a little bit more really quickly. Ebb and flow is this idea that the tides rise, the tides go lower. There's a whole um, ecosystem in which it's supporting. And in order to survive, you start to learn the ebb and flow, the tide rising, the tide being lower in order to adapt to that 
versus saying the tide should always stay the same and I should be able to reap the benefits at any given day and time and year and season. No, it is you adjusting with the seasons of life and um, being able to meet life at that space. Now, um, going back to how we refer, how we you know discuss, how we deal with ourselves, be very careful with that. You are connected to yourself in so many different ways. And that is, should be the loudest voice in which you listen to. I know that may sound very um, hard to do, but it is very important because it's very easy for us to get become drifted out into sea very quickly if we are not paying attention to ourselves as individuals and what exactly um, we feel like. And having a very good relationship with yourself is going to do everything in its power to enhance that, to support that, to enjoy that peace. Now, the reality is um, when we approach a situation from a place of love and support and kindness, that's our worth. That is, if if we can treat ourselves better than anyone else, we can use that as a gauger to be able to um, require that in every other circumstance outside of ourselves. Now, if we choose to um, negate or neglect ourselves or treat ourselves from a lower place, um, essentially what we're doing is we're opening the door for others to do the same. And you have to be very careful about that energy that you put out there, especially to yourself, because it's almost like um, people, you know, get frustrated, especially when it comes to having to interact with people who don't see their value or upset them because they misuse them or they, they you know, put them in a place of um, unpredictability and uncomfortability because of just how they, you know, treat them. Well, I would highly excuse me, highly, highly recommend you doing some soul searching of how you treat yourself and compare that to how you're being treated. Now, the energy you project, um, it varies to obviously to individuals and some people just have uh, radar, you know, for people who are, you know, they can manipulate and work with and, and adjust behavior in order to, um, capitalize off of everything that they want. But sometimes, um, we allow people in because we feel like that's the best that we can get. And that's what we deserve at that moment. And that is a challenging experience. I've definitely done it myself um, at different stages in my life. And I've adjusted who I was or put my crown right back on and realized, ah, here goes that boundary because I, I, I sold myself short you know, and that's not something we ever want to do, but it's a growing experience to be able to shift and to open up and to rethink things and to reapproach things, um, from a place of power and victory. And, you know, this all takes time and takes effort. And it's very challenging because some days we have it in us. Some days we're just like, okay, whatever. It's just going to be what it's going to be. And that, again, is you understanding you're working with the ebb and flow. There's going to be days that we're going to do really well and days that, you know, we're going to have to take it down a notch because it's not necessarily working out what we feel like in our favor. And the resistance that we experience when things are really challenging are intentional. I want to be very clear. Growth is not linear. It is not a straight line. It is not... um, roses. It is not easy. It is not always fun. It is not always 
um, you know, just like whatever anybody can do it. It definitely come, you know, comes at you in different angles and different ways. And you have to be very careful with that because there's so many things that are basically created or can potentially disrupt that. But it really, 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 really depends on how passionate and how committed you are in shifting the way that you currently operate to be able to welcome a new wave of how you operate. And that can be done in so many different ways as, as far as like having, you know, meanings around you and sayings around you, individuals who remind you of those things, listening to certain things. When you are in a growth stage, I recommend you be in a bubble because, um, that bubble protects you. And by bubble, I mean being faced or reminded of the direction you're headed into and almost removing or, um, you know, refreshing the way that you operate in order to welcome this new wave of thinking and adapting. And it's such a beautiful place to be in, but as you experience the growth, there are setbacks, there are complete letdowns, but they are directions, they are signals, they are signs that you are either on the right path or not necessarily on the right path. And that to me is the best thing ever because you're never ever left stranded, lonely, you know, in a sense that you never, you know, have any insight as far as where you should be going. There's always a signal as far as where you should be going. And just be open, be optimistic, be um, vulnerable, be um, curious about what it is that is around the corner, what it is that could potentially be for you and be forgiving of yourself when it comes to having to deal with things that, you know, hurt or are distasteful. Um, the pain can be contained if you will, because of the fact that it is a part of the healing process and getting to the next stage. It is not just set, you know, oh, well, you're just going to be hurt because you should just be hurt. No, you're going to be hurt because you need to get to the next stage. And in order to get to the next stage, you have to feel and deal with all of the pieces that you've been avoiding for all this time. And so once you do that from that mindset of growth and um, bettering yourself, you'll be able to get collect, you know, the clarity and the connection that you're looking for. But that process, it feels like you are pulling your own skin off in order to, to, to grow new ones. And it sometimes can be like that, but other times, depending on what it is, you, you know, you, you'll realize that I'm shedding all of the negative or all of the unwanted in order to opt for something that's a lot more desirable and a lot more aligned with who I am and where I want to be. And I'm just so excited and remind yourself that you have a purpose and you have a goal. And that purpose and goal is to be a more enlightened version of yourself and a better version of yourself. And also circle back, celebrate yourself, circle back and, and see who that version of you was five years ago or 10 years ago or a year ago or six months ago or, an, or a day ago and, and, and acknowledge, you know, the existence of that individual and, you know, see the connections and the differences of what that's like and appreciate that because that can be super inspiring, not only to yourself, but to others that change is possible and it can, you know, really, really make you have, um, just a different outlook on life. And it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's truly, truly, truly beautiful to be in that, in that, in that, um, in that way. And that's something that I live by and something that I'm excited about. I've had plenty, plenty of growing pains where I was, you know, (laughs) called out, called out for my behavior and my energy and my choices and, 
it's hard to swallow. It's extremely hard to swallow. But, you know, with forgiveness and just having an open mind and, you know, understanding of mistakes and, and missteps and um, blind being blindsided more than anything else or narrow-minded more than anything else, um, you can definitely adjust those things and you can definitely grow from it because those who kind of cripple at the um, sight of having to go through these things truly, truly like limit your, you limit themselves from now on. And that's the last thing I I don't want to get left behind by life. God, no, I don't want to get left behind by life. Oh my gosh. There's so many different things that I can get into. I could never see life is beautiful. I don't want to get left behind. I can't have that happen. I think I would have more than FOMO at this point. I was, what's the point, you know? And, um, my growth journey obviously is different than everyone else's, but I think that there's a lot of similarities and a lot of things that we can all share and extract from this. So I'm super happy to be, you know, chatting with you guys. And I deeply appreciate you guys listening because it just makes me more connected with my passion. And also, I like I've said many times over, it would be pointless for me to be on this earth if I wasn't sharing what I know with others because what others have shared with me have genuinely made me who I am and I'm so appreciative of them. So I can't help but pass that along in hopes that you pass it along and it lives on forever because it has opened my eyes to a whole new way of processing and dealing with things. And so I'm so proud of myself for that. And I'm proud of you all for listening, especially if you listen this far. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next.